0: Love this podcast, support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Let's talk hydration. See, I carry something to drink with me every single place that I go because I am concerned about being dehydrated. It runs in the family. Everything from dry mouth, dizzy spells, fainting. It's pretty serious. And I've tried all the different types of waters and sports drinks. Let me tell you something right now. Liquid IV. That has been the most efficient at keeping me hydrated and doing so pretty quickly. Okay, Liquid IV has five essential vitamins and is two times faster at keeping you hydrated than water alone. And I'm serious, man. Everything from vitamin C to vitamins B3, B5, B6, B12... Liquid IV also is non-GMO, so it's free from gluten, dairy, soy. So for all you folks out there with food allergies. This may be right up your alley. And I know what you're thinking, but how does it taste, Duke? Well, it tastes pretty good. Okay, we're talking my favorite, in Pina Colada. They also have Tropical Punch, Strawberry, new flavors like Seaberry and Strawberry Lemonade. Huh. You can enjoy this stuff, man. But don't take my word for it i want you to stop what you're doing right now and head over to liquidiv.com use the promo code duke loves wrestling so you get 20 percent off your entire order i mean anything that you order on liquidiv.com so what are you waiting for it's time for you to shop better hydration today use the promo code duke loves wrestling over at liquidiv.com save yourself 20 percent Stay hydrated. Most importantly, enjoy life. That's right. You are locked in. This is what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And
1: there is no one
0: that does it better than your host,
1: I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Hello, everyone. It's Brad Shepard, the most canceled person in the history of professional wrestling media, and you're listening to Duke Loves Wrestling. If you haven't heard by now, my account on X was permanently suspended but even billionaire Elon Musk himself can't stop Brad Shepard because Brad Shepard is inevitable. The new place you can find me moving forward is Substack at allowme to apologize.substack.com. That's allowme to apologize.substack.com. I'll be posting all of my written and audio wrestling and beyond content there. I'll have a free tier and a subscriber tier, which will include additional content and access. Look, if you're a pro wrestling fan who isn't afraid to challenge establishment narratives and who doesn't need Dave Meltzer or Sean Sapp to tell him what to think, then it's your obligation to support content creators, members of the pro wrestling media like yours truly, Duke Bennett, and others. All right, I've taken up enough of your time. Check me out on Substack at apologize.substack.com. and let's get you back to Duke Loves Wrestling. Enjoy.
0: Brad Shepard, every single time you're on this show, I get canceled. So I fully expect that the Humanoid Brigade, uh, the Paywall Jesus flock, the less-than-stable folks out there are going to have a meltdown Over the fact that Brad Shepard has found his way back into podcasting airwaves. He has found a way to deliver whatever his thoughts are once again because they thought they destroyed you for good. They thought they
1: did. And they're wrong. Brad Shepard is inevitable.
0: first and foremost welcome back to the show you know great friend person who has uh, been a frequent guest through the years and and somebody who is just a, a great thought partner so i always enjoy having you on despite the fact that the people who are obsessed with you the people who have made it their business to try to disrupt your life um anyone who interacts with you they go after and it's a it's a very strange thing So we're going to get into all that stuff. But just as a refresher for any new time listeners or what have you, Brad, how would you describe yourself as it pertains to the world of professional wrestling? I'm a bit of an anomaly in the pro wrestling
1: media space. Um, And I think you can describe me as someone who is different, someone who marches to the beat of their own drum. You know, I'm not looking for how I should uh, have an opinion on something, what what that opinion should be based on, you know, what's popular in the IWC based on the conventional thought or wisdom. I'm coming to my own conclusions and I'm doing so honestly, you know, whether it you know, makes you happy or sad or whether you agree or disagree. Um, so I try to be my own person, have my own beliefs. I try to be honest with my audience and i think just in the pro wrestling media space that sets me apart
0: right out of the gate so something happened that you know something similar has happened through the years but but this one is a little different because it really uh in terms of scale and in terms of precision it seems that your detractors were very successful at, at this bait-and-switch that they pulled recently. So so let's start from the beginning. Let's start from the top here. You had an interaction with someone on Twitter, right? Someone else who's in the pro-wrestling media space, and that essentially set the table for where we are today. So let's start from the beginning. What happened, Brett?
1: Well, what happened is AEW's Will Washington, he Made a post that Brian Danielson was the greatest professional wrestler of all time. Now, you know, to me, that's a, a Mark post, right? Uh, that's, that's in the bubble talk. That's totally not serious. And look, they both work for AEW. And I get that he's a big fan of Brian Danielson. But when you look at the industry, and the stars that we've had to say that that Brian Danielson is the greatest wrestler of all time, to me, it, it it very much speaks to yeah, I guess in this case, how illegitimate his opinions are, how much he doesn't understand pro wrestling if he thinks that. Now, if he said, Look, Brian Danielson is the greatest bell to bell technical wrestler. Of all time. That's something that I would be more. I, I guess I want to hear more about that. What are his arguments? That's something that I'm not immediately going to say, eh, you know, obviously crazy, right? We know Brian Danielson can be a great wrestler bell to bell from a fake move perspective. And I don't think anybody is denying that aspect. But in an industry with, Hulk Hogan, Bruno San Martino, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, John Cena, The Nature Boy, Ric Flair. You can go down the list. To say that Brian Danielson is the greatest of all time, you know, again, that's just, if you understand the business, and it is a business, it's putting butts in seats, it's drawing ratings, you know, it's selling action figures, it's getting onto the morning shows and promoting wwe if you think that's brian danielson that tells me you don't understand the business so I, I did a uh a repost or whatever they're calling it now it used to be a quote tweet and i just essentially gave my opinion that hey you know here's a guy who's in the business and clearly doesn't understand it and i explained why so that post with my opinion about pro wrestling and about Brian Danielson not being the goat turned into uh where we're at today, and it's crazy, Duke I gotta tell you because you know again, this is this really was set in motion by someone in a e w you know he responded to me, will Washington, saying, "Shut up, bitch and so we can talk about how AEW employees and wrestlers conduct themselves on social media because there's uh you know a history of that being a shit show so that's how it all began that's what led to this coordinated mass reporting effort uh, in and it started with guys like AEW's Will Washington
0: okay so so you expressed well will washington made a post and you quote tweeted the post did you quote tweet it or did you tweet directly on the post so it was
1: uh a a post above his post you know they used to call it a quote tweet a quote but i I don't know what they call it now and i can't and i can't find out (laughs) because
0: that's a good point you can't (laughs) find out but that's that's essentially what it was all right, so so let's just call it for the sake of, of uh, helping folks understand where we're going with this. It, you quote tweeted him, and Will Washington responded with, shut up, bitch. And all of his followers, you know, AEW wrestlers, all kinds of folks uh, celebrated the fact that Will Washington dared to, to say a bad word. At, at Brad Shepard, and it's, oh, my God, you you cussed the guy. This is fantastic, right? Because this is the type of uh, sophomoric behavior that goes on and that these folks, you know, they, they seem to enjoy, which, hey, to each his own. You know, not my cup of tea, but everybody has their own thing, so to speak, so it is what it is. But you did that, and folks are responding, and it was what it was, nothing different. How did it escalate to the point where people were targeting you and going after you um, beyond just the normal, we can't stand Brad Shepard, we hate his takes? How did it get to a point where now people are starting to threaten your life? That's a great question. I wish I had that
1: answer. I mean, what we've seen is that AEW, it has a tendency to attract this specific audience, this Toxic, uh, cult-like pro wrestling fan. I'm just going to call it the worst of the worst when it comes to the hardcore wrestling fan. They seem to be with AEW, uh, and you know. And I've talked about this before. I think, in a way, that is is good for WWE. You know that because yeah, these are 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 not people that I, I mean. I think they turn away wrestling from growing with the way they behave so you know that's not really the audience you necessarily want but they're attracted to AEW that's what they like Uh, and and again it's this cult-like sort of following and you can look at the CEO Tony Khan he's responsible for that behavior and the mood of the locker room and the behavior of the employees and wrestlers. So I think it starts there. Uh, but you know, again, it's just these, these toxic people and, and the way they behave on social media, oftentimes behind, you know, not using their real name or a real profile picture of themselves. Uh, you know, it's that sort of audience. You know these people are losers in society, and this is what they have. AEW is their hobby, and and you know, and they take it very personal and and they attack. And there's a lot of mental health issues there, I believe. And again, they're attracted to this AEW product in a lot of cases we see. So, uh, you know, I, I wish I had the answer. As I said. But I just think this specific part of the audience is drawn to AEW. They take everything personal. And that's how it goes from a a criticism of someone in the business to getting death threats over the entire thing, which is, again, it's important to point out here, obviously, not normal
0: behavior. Well, not normal behavior at all, because let's be honest here. At the end of the day... You criticize someone's um, post about wrestling, that someone is a, a, a not only a media person, wrestling media person, but now they directly work for AEW. So in, in essence, you're criticizing um, someone who works behind the scenes for AEW. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that they're blurring the lines between being media and being an AEW employee, which is completely above the board. I, I think that's valid criticism. Um, it's criticism that I share, you know, it's, it's a lot of these wrestling media types, they are not forthcoming and honest about the fact that they want to work for these companies. And and if these companies are being nice to them, then they reserve their judgment and they whitewash and they, they start doing the tap dance in order to avoid any direct and clear criticism of companies which is just completely unethical, in my opinion, right? Uh, yeah. You're not media. You're not legitimate. If you're going to play that game, and if it's certainly if you're not going to let your audience know directly, hey, listen to my stuff. But just so you know, uh, I've already chosen sides. I'm I'm angling for a job. I I'm I'm trying to uh kiss up to the boss man in order to get in his good graces so I can get my payday. Which listen, I don't knock the hustle. So let me be frank and let me be clear. Will Washington, congratulations on finding a way to get money out of Tony Khan. I think it's brilliant. But we part when you were trying to pass yourself off as legitimate media and So many things that happened, like the big swole situation, like what happened to Leo Rush for speaking up, like people like um, uh, the captain, Sean Dean, and these folks who took time to talk about big swole gap problems uh, or Mark Henry saying that she doesn't show up to work enough and all kinds of other nonsense. Will Washington, you had you had an opportunity to speak out and say, hey, that's not right. They shouldn't be attacking her, especially when she didn't do anything wrong. She talked about the fact that AEW needs to be more diverse, needs to be more equitable with their diversity. And well, Washington found every way to avoid directly saying, hey, this isn't right. So that's where he and I part, right? But he did that, we find out, because he was angling for a job, which he ultimately got. Good for you. Now the guy is playing his game and, you know, rooting for the home team and all that. Shepard, you took issue with something that he said because, again, it just lacks uh, the type of standard that you would expect from someone who tries to present themselves as having standards. Okay, all above board, the vigor behind the backlash from these these unstable, um, dare I say, people who probably need some type of mental counseling. Uh, the backlash was was unreasonable, and 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 crazy. People were threatening your life, Shepherd. Right? It, yeah. How many people said? Not only did it, it escalated, which I you know you've been on the show numerous times, and I think even last year I, I pointed out that this thing starts escalating. Who knows where it's going to go? So it's gone from somebody needs to punch that guy in the face, which is a common thing that these nameless, faceless. Lunatics Online say. Um, Actually, some of them do have a name and a face behind it. Sap. Uh, And, and then it's escalated to a point now where they legitimately threatened your life. Right? We, we, what do they say? Somebody should stab this guy or shoot this guy? What do they say?
1: Yeah, I definitely saw one post where they implied I should be shot gangland style. And... That there was another I saw where, and this was in particular the post surrounding my suspension, where a knife needed to be stuck in me. I needed to be stabbed and the knife twisted when it's in me. Uh, totally normal behavior, right? But, uh, you know, again, you have to take everything seriously. And some of that is because you don't know who you're dealing with, obviously. And some of that is based on my specific history with things that have happened regarding me and my family. I have to take that seriously. I have to have that documentation and I have to be clear about what would happen if my life were threatened or someone tried to do those things to me or my family.
0: Yeah. I mean, let's just call it what it is. These, these folks have targeted you and your family. They they've um, you know, sent out pictures of your neighborhood Mm -hmm. they've contacted family members they've done all kinds of crazy things that let you know they know where you live and they know who your loved ones are yeah so that we've already been down that road with these folks and now it's escalated to the point where legitimately people are advocating for uh killing you that's what they said so yeah. you responded to some of that language because it wasn't, you know, it's bad enough if one person said it, but multiple people were saying that. And you responded. How did you respond, Brent?
1: Yeah, maybe sometimes in the past, I've been, I guess I've let these sort of things go too much. And I needed to have a documented, clear statement about, what would happen again, because of the threat or threats, and because of the history with me personally, uh, I felt it was something I had to do and and these sort of things have happened on X you know Twitter, whatever you want to call it it's it's a pattern of behavior that they have allowed you know and so I did what I had to do, and I responded to. One of these death threats, the one in particular about stabbing me and twisting the knife in. And and I wanted this to be a message, obviously, for anybody who may try to kill me or my family. And in that message was, hey, try me, motherfucker. You know, if you try to kill me in self-defense, I won't hesitate to shoot you. And you should know, you know, I'm not playing around. That is serious. That's for real. That's, that's not just, you know, Twitter tough guy talk. That's someone who is defending his life and his family's life. And I wanted that to be clear after everything that's happened with me, the attacks, the physical threats, the death threats, the, you know, other things they've done in relation to understanding where I live and making that clear. You know, again, I could go into specifics, but I don't want to go too detailed because, again, it just gives people ideas. So. But, hey, you know, it's clear they know where I live and, you know, these are death threats, you know, and I have a family. So I I had to make that clear. Um, And it was very clear by my post that, hey, I'm I'm getting a death threat here. And I'm simply saying, if you try to kill me, I'm going to shoot you. Something very reasonable, something you would expect to be normal. If someone tries to do this, that's what you would do in response. Uh, so I'd also said in the post, that, you know, this was being documented and that I was reporting their post, which I did, by the way. <laughs> and instead, I, I found out Later in the day, I had been uh, suspended instead. So they literally suspended the victim of death threats that have happened on their platform. And I fully believe that's due to a coordinated mass reporting effort from the, the Will Washington and the Sean Ross
0: apps. I'm fascinated by the fact that uh, folks will cultivate a following. That will go to that extreme just over the fact that somebody disagrees with somebody. You know, how do you have fans, friends, whatever you want to call these folks online? How do you have people like that who, when they see you, you know, cuss somebody or openly disagree or even express that you just flat out don't like somebody? How do you cultivate people who will then go to the extreme of saying, yes, we should do harm to this person? You know, we should we should gather together and try to not only get them taken off online, which is what SAP has openly stated. He's, he told me privately that Brad Shepard should should not have a platform in any way, shape or form. He's openly stated it to other people. Um, he's, he's proudly proclaimed that you we need to get this guy out of here. Right. And these other lunatics have been signaled and some of them have taken that to mean we need to do physical harm to this person. We need to find out where they live. We need to target their family. We need to threaten their life. What is going on in society? What is going on within the IWC internet wrestling community? What is going on with the followers of people like Sean Ross Sapp, Will Washington, the whole shebang here where Because their their leader, for lack of a better term, doesn't like someone, now we have to do harm. Yeah. And and, and let me tell you, hold on a second, Brad, because I'm going to say this flat out. I blame you, Sean Ross Sapp. I blame you, Will Washington. You are responsible for your followers carrying on in this way. And I don't know, but I'm starting to feel like Maybe behind some of these these burner accounts is is it one or possibly both of you guys, right? It puts me under that impression, especially with SAP and the way that he carries on. Will Washington comes in, comes out, whatever, right? But SAP in particular and his his insistence on trying to to get people out of the space of wrestling media and and his obsession with Brad Shepard in particular. I, I said it before, you remind him of the of the, of the stepdad that he always wanted to to uh, go toe-to-toe with, but maybe he wasn't big and bad enough to do it. But online, he has the muscles, right? So I blame you, Sean Ross Sap, for the threats and the nonsense that Brad Shepard and his family have had to endure. And I've told you before, you got to cut it out. You got to tell your people to cut this crap out. And the way that you conduct yourself, Sean Ross Sapp, jumping into people's dms challenging them even you, you begged me to give you a call so you can cuss me out which is just bizarre um but i blame you i put this completely at your feet i think that what you're doing is wrong i think it's ridiculous i think you're playing a dangerous game and i pray that you don't end up uh suffering at the hands of the thing that you created because if any of those lunatics that you have as part of your little squad there, if they turn on you, sap, what do you think they're going to do to you? This is why you have to tell people like that to cut it out from the beginning, because you can't have them going around threatening people or, or better yet, even attempting to actually do harm to people. Not just because it ain't right. and You don't want that to happen to anybody, but you damn sure don't want to be on the receiving end. So, SAP. I'm telling you right now, bro, you need to stand firm and you need to tell everybody, stop doing this stuff. Cut it out. And if they're doing it in the name of supporting you or anyone connected to you, then they're wrong because that's not what you want. And by you not saying that and by you not being clear about that and by you not repeating it and by you not standing firm on it, you're complicit. And I'm telling you right now, if anything happens to Shepard, If anything happens to his family, if he's forced to have to defend himself because one of these bozos or one of these lunatics goes all the way, I'm telling Sean Ross Sapp right now, absolutely unequivocally, you will be held responsible in addition to whoever commits the act or at least attempts, because I don't think they're going to get too far with a guy who's former law enforcement, military, et cetera. Uh, good luck trying to go toe to toe with Brad. But Sap, I'm telling you right now, you will be held uh, liable for this as well because you encouraged it, you fostered it, you never told people to stop. So this is on your hands, buddy. Yeah, I saw a post from JD from New York.
1: He said essentially, I think SRS like, genuinely hates Brad Shepard. <laughs> and it was just, it was kind of funny because, it, you know, it was again, these people don't personally know me, you know? And so circling back to your original question here, I think with social media, we have lost some of the human element of normal human interaction, you know? And and so in a social media society, you have sort of a, a disconnect personally from people. So it's a little easier to behave in a way you wouldn't otherwise. You know, uh, and I think what we've seen in particular in the IWC, and again, this even more specifically seems to be this AEW audience, but, you know, tribalism to the extreme. Now, tribalism is normal in human behavior. You see it with people who are maybe Eagles fans and they're Cowboys fans and, you know, they pull for their team and they don't want the other team to win, et cetera. So there is a normal amount of tribalism in society. That's human nature. But when it's tribalism to the extreme, when it's tribalism too far, that's what we're talking about with this AEW audience that, that has given me death threats over wrestling opinions. And, and so I, I just think this sort of extreme tribalism environment on X and social media, which has been, in my opinion, cultivated by key influencers and media people and in some cases the employees of the wrestling companies themselves, like the Will Washingtons, like the Sean Saps, in my opinion, it, it does cultivate this extremist behavior. And they have a responsibility to, with their platform, do something about that. And what they actually choose to do is
0: flame the fire instead of putting it out well said well said and i agree uh 100 here and listen i i'm not a person who in a a controlled and healthy sense i'm not against what's being described as tribalism i guess that's the buzzword in 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 uh, the iwc because let's let's be honest here uh growing up you know, we used to always argue about what was better, the NWA or the WWF. Who, who was better, Hogan or Flair? You know, who, who were the better uh, tag teams? Was it was it the uh, Road Warriors or was it Demolition or the Powers that, of Pain? Like, having these back and forths where you're rooting for your favorite and you're trying to disparage the competition, that's all pretty normal. And, and, and we see it in other types of sports. You know, certainly Red Sox versus Yankees or, you know, whatever Uh, the Montreal Canadiens versus the Bruins. Uh, We we see it in sports. It's a normal part of society. Unfortunately, though, when you have people who have no control over their lives, people who are clearly um, not in the best mental health shape, they don't they don't love themselves. I don't have to, to assume that because if you look on their page, you'll see them talking about the fact that they, they don't like themselves. They don't love themselves. They want to, the, the new phrase is unlive themselves, which is just horrific to see somebody post that. So, unfortunately, if that's how they feel about themselves, I can't expect them to feel anything good about me. Uh, and it's scary. And it's clear that they can't handle the concept of somebody disagreeing with them having a different perspective, and you know, using their their constitutional right of expressing the fact that they disagree. People just can't handle it. A lot of these folks, they just can't. They melt down. And again, they go to extremes. But those of you who are leading these folks, I blame you because you should be using your leadership skills to tell them to cut it out. And I've always been very firm. I tell, I tell my closest friends, I tell my, my listeners, I tell anyone who interacts with this brand, do not even defend me. I don't want you doing it. Don't argue with anybody over me. Don't try to tell people or try to convince people anything about me. I'm not interested in that. I can defend myself. I don't need anybody speaking for me in that regard, mainly because I can't trust that the message is going to be delivered in a manner that I can sanction. You know what I mean? If, if Brad Shepard is, is speaking up on my behalf, cool. I can sanction that. But you know, Joe Blow 345 on Twitter that has a, a, a weird avatar, I don't know what the hell they're going to say or how far they're going to take things just based on the way that I receive when people come after me. So because of that, I don't want any of you folks ever trying to defend or speak up for me and my brand or anything like that. Not interested. I'll do it myself. Because I'm damn sure not going to be going around trying to threaten people and their families and dox people. And, you know, I I don't believe that we need to, quote unquote, get him out of here and shut this one down and all this other nonsense that these folks try to carry on with. These these are lunatics, Brad. These are lunatics. So again, I'm just telling you, the leaders, those of you who have a following and they're doing this um, on your behalf, I blame you for it. And Brad, I don't understand. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to peel back the, the curtain here on something. You and I were interacting because you were sharing with me some of these things that these folks were saying to you. And we were having conversation on Twitter, on X. And then you disappeared. And you know I, I, I reached out and said, hey, what's, what's going on? And you told me that, yeah, they, they literally shut down your page because you had the audacity to say if anyone tries anything I will defend myself and my family. Somehow they managed to get your page shut down. And you and I had noticed some weird stuff through the years on on X, on Twitter, Mm. where it just seemed like every time you were harassed and you reported it, um, for some reason, X never really took you seriously. And and they just basically said, well, it's all above board. It's all above board, Uh, which is very strange. But the strangest thing, and I've never seen this before, they took your page down. And I can go back in the history and I can see interactions that you and I have had through the years, through the weeks. Yet the last 48 hours of interaction that you and I had completely disappeared. And how ironic. All of that interaction centered around uh, people threatening your life and screenshots of that and what have you. All that stuff got scrubbed. I can see me talking to you and responding to you but I can't see anything that you sent me. So I believe, and I want your take on this, Brad, I believe that that's an inside job. They have somebody at X who legitimately went into our accounts or at least went into your account and scrubbed your interactions with, with people within that time period. What's your take on that, Brad?
1: I mean, you know, it's crazy to think about something like that, but it's obviously true. I mean, you know, you've shared it. (laughs) So it it feels to me, and again, I'm not there, I didn't see the communication, but it does feel to me like an inside job, to your point. You know, it feels to me like this was a mass coordinated effort uh, to get me suspended from X, and, you know, it was successful. I, I mean, I think it, it's, again, just someone uh, with a connection to someone at X who can manipulate something or who can make a decision on something from a moderation perspective uh, you know, to make sure that this happened. You know, I I, I was told Elon Musk, you know, he's a uh, based Elon, you know, X is, uh, it's different. You know, the new Twitter is different than the old Twitter. Uh, I, I'm not really seeing that though. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, ultimately when you got people like Alex Jones kicked off the platform and whether you agree with him or, you know, everything he says, that's irrelevant. You can't claim to be a free speech platform and doing something different and then say, well, Alex Jones says things about Jewish people we don't like, so he can't be on the platform. Um, and you, you can't say Brad Shepard can't be in the platform because he's getting death threats and says he'll defend himself if someone tries to kill him. We can't allow that. That's violent speech. If he says he'll defend himself against people trying to kill him i mean this is the bizarre clown world you're living in on x so yeah it feels like an inside job to me and it feels like uh new twitter same as the old twitter
0: and that's it's scary because if if they can come in and just wipe out messages that means that they'd have to go in and actually read the messages um, so for those of you who are on Twitter X, whatever you want to call it, you have no privacy. The, the people who work there, what have you, they can literally go in and manipulate uh, your private conversations. So just keep that in mind. Um, where do we go from here, Brad? I mean, it's, it's clear that these unstable people, they're not going to be satisfied unless they're able to completely excommunicate you from ever having any kind of visibility mm-hmm speaking about pro wrestling or reporting about pro wrestling. And it's, it's the strangest thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So is it worth your time to continue to publicly operate in this space?
1: Well, at least from a perspective of being on X, you know, I don't think so. And again, my, my suspension is permanent. So I'm not able to return to X in any regard. Um, I did appeal that decision. I laid out all of the information for them to make an informed decision. And within a minute of sending my appeal, it was denied. So they clearly didn't consider anything I had said. They probably didn't even have time to read the entire appeal before they denied it. So, I mean, there really is no point in that regard because, hey, if I'm back on X and and I'm Brad Shepard, uh, they're just going to suspend me again, right? Because I'm not allowed back. So, you know, from that perspective, no, you know, I I don't have a need to be on social media and I'm looking at other options, you know, Facebook, Instagram. I'm not a social media guy by nature. Um. And, can't imagine why, uh, but I, I'm considering my options. And right now, I've taken my work to Substack, uh, so that's something that I'm trying to do. And it's allowed me to apologize. Substack.com. I'm sure I'll plug it later. But you know, a couple of lunatics have uh, followed me over there as well, and are you know impersonating other people, including my family members, and you know, telling me to uh, basically focus on my family and not wrestling. Um, So these people are just deranged, you know, and again, they'll eventually find someone else to target, but it's just a, yeah. I, I mean, it was, it was a very toxic thing. And, and look, going back to AEW, you, you look at people in AEW, you've got Swerve Strickland who is doing a wink face at, uh me being suspended over the interaction with his cousin AEW's Will Washington you've got you know Amanda Huber liking tweets you know that are basically happy with the fact that i'm not around and that you know i'm a horrible person etc I mean, and you know, this is just stuff I've happened to come across that's been shown to me like, uh, you know, I if you were to go through, you know, some of these likes uh, of these AEW folks, I'm, I'm sure you would see uh, a lot more than that. But, you know, I, I'm the bad guy they needed and they're celebrating and they're making themselves feel good. Uh, but ultimately, I'm not. Their problem. Their problem is themselves. Their mental health. You know, these people need a bad guy, and it, it's a very weird sort of thing. To your point, you know, again, all over my opinion about someone in the business. Uh, so it's a it's a very fascinating thing. I've never seen anything like this. And again, you know, I'm irrelevant. They love to say nobody cares, but yet they can't stop caring. Because they're hanging on every word of mine. You know, they're following me around like a lost little puppy dog. So they do care. Um, But I've got the wrong opinion. So I must be removed from, from society. You're lucky. That's what they're trying to do is they're trying to remove my voice from the wrestling space. They are trying to silence me. And, you know, we can't stand for that. And for that reason... I am going to continue and I'm going to put my work on Substack and not go away entirely. And hey, look, not being on X does hurt me. There's no question about it when it comes to influencing wrestling, when it comes to making money in wrestling. And I always hear, oh, you know, uh, Matt Kuhn, who is a total liar. Matt Kuhn says that uh, I can now go back to uh, doing what I was doing before and not making uh, money in wrestling. Well, <laughs> Matt Coon may want to see what I just deposited into my bank account from wrestling. Because this guy doesn't know shit. But they think they know everything. And again,
0: they have no idea. Agreed. And, and I'll just say, I, you know, Matt Kuhn, um, I'm completely confused by him. I don't understand him. He he continues to be another one who's just obsessed with you. Um, he sent you some bad information years ago, and, and his take is that you reported on the bad information, and, and he got you as if somebody who reports on anything hasn't gotten bad information before that they put out. It happens. You know what I mean? But unlike uh, Dave Meltzer or even Sap, uh, you, you immediately – pointed out, yep, that was bad, and and yada, 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 and I had a a, a suspicion that this didn't make any sense, which is why I responded the way that I did. You already cleared that up, but, you know, revisionist history, Kuhn is going to describe that and his followers and his high-five bro people are going to respond to that in the way that they do, and good for them. But I'll just say to Matt Kuhn, um, for a guy as talented as you are with the music stuff, I don't understand why you need to be involved in nonsense. It's just silly. And I, I assumed, based on your association with, with Conrad Thompson, I assumed that you had more sense than that and that you were a guy who had more going on for himself than that. But every time I see your name pop up, Matt Coon, I'm reminded that, quite frankly, my assumption is wrong. And I don't really give a damn how you take that, by the way. Because it is what it is, um, so so there's my there's my thoughts on Matt Coon, Shepard. What's the best way that everybody can keep up with you? I know you you, you briefly mentioned the Substack, but overall, I mean, I you have a following. There's no question about it. Uh, you know, the folks reach out to me and and say, hey, you know, where's Brad at next, or what have you. If they don't know your next moves and what have you, so so just let everybody know once and for all. In addition to the Substack, is there any other way that they can keep up with you?
1: Uh, you mean besides messaging you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, allow me to apologize.substack.com. Uh, you should be able to connect with me there. And for those of you I know who want my email, my phone number, my contact information, uh, once we connect on Substack, I'll give that to you. Um, I just don't want to give out you know, my email address because uh, that's just gonna lead to a real headache from, you know, trolls and losers emailing me stuff. So yeah, connect with me on Substack for sure and I'll make sure you get my email or phone number and we can stay in touch. But Substack is definitely where I'm gonna be. Um, So yeah, definitely hit me up there. By the way, Matt Coon, literally, I, I have provided that information literal evidence repeatedly that he's lying about this entire situation. Yeah, he did actually try to give me fake information while he was my friend and while I was doing his podcast and he was asking to do mine. Uh, But it didn't work. I debunked that. I provided the evidence. They even did an entire YouTube docuseries on me and I gave the producer of that, the evidence that he was lying. And, and I said, we're welcome to talk about that. You know, I, have I been wrong before with news? Absolutely. So is everybody else in the history of reporting news in any genre. Uh, but I would stand behind my track record 1000%. Uh, I think my track record has been actually exceptional. So Matt Kuhn does that for clout because he's a nobody and, you know, he's a depressed weirdo. And, you know, he, he doesn't like someone like me who's got different opinions, who's confident, who says what he believes. So fuck him, actually. Uh, yeah, and that's it. So follow me on Substack, you know, and, and speaking of these losers, that's why I like Substack. You know, you can subscribe to my Substack and we build a community in an island away from people like that who, who don't have good intentions, who we can't have real adult conversations with. Um, yeah, so that's why I like Substack.
0: And and I'll just say this. I mean, anyone who is a, an enemy of freedom of expression is an enemy to all, in my opinion. You know, I, I don't, I don't have to like what anyone has to say. I don't have to agree or disagree, but you can say that and you can cultivate your, your audience and your following. You can do whatever you want. I don't have to pay you any mind. If I take the time to interact with you, there's gotta be a good reason for it. You know, I enjoy interacting with people that I may not 100% agree with because I'm always willing to learn new perspectives. And even if I walk away still completely disagreeing, at least I understand where these folks are coming from. I'm always curious, always into that. And I built and maintain a a, um, army of, of friends and people I interact with who come from all different walks of life and perspectives and things like that. So we can learn from each other. That's truly the point. And I, al- I always thought that was the point of social media. Um, so to see these folks who were so obsessed with trying to take people down and take people out to the point where over 200,000 impressions on a post celebrating the fact that Brad Shepard was removed from X, who boosted that post in order to get that much, uh, Uh, interaction, first of all. But the fact that just saying that Brad Shepard was removed generated that type of interest. You morons. You don't realize that all you're doing is feeding the dragon even more. Because if over 200,000 people are interacting on your page about a guy that you are telling them they're supposed to not like, how much of that is migrating over to Brad wherever he goes? Think about that. Not just the haters and the lunatics. <laughs> there are a lot of supporters in there, too. And you're feeding them. So I want you to keep that in mind, uh, all you geniuses out there. It, it's not having the uh, intended purpose. Let's just put it like that. Anyway, Brad, as always, you know, you're know you welcome on this show and, and give updates and, and what have you. We didn't break any news this time, but... Next time you come on, I'm definitely going to hold your feet to the fire on that one, uh, because that's the other thing. There's a lot of people in wrestling, and I know this for a fact, who legitimately share information with you because they want it out. Mm-hmm. And that's the other part about this that just makes me shake my head, because I know in the end, the folks who are leading these, these uh, negative campaigns against you, it really comes down to that. They can't stand the fact that you're able to break news. Because every time you break news, they're not breaking that news. And even if they try to erase your name and put their own names or give each other credit over you, everyone knows who it came from. So it's just it's it's hilarious that they want to eliminate somebody who they fear is legitimate competition, which is crazy to me. Because if you were any good at what you did, you'd be worrying about your own audience and you wouldn't be so concerned about the next man anyway brad as always brother appreciate you coming on the duke loves wrestling podcast why don't you take us away with a mop bucket special
1: that's right well the mop bucket special this time it's not just for ben hameen it's for will washington it's for sean sapp it's for all these losers and lunatics in the iwc guess what (laughs) get your mop bucket motherfuckers it's cleanup time Mr. Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.